Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block, Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you. Talking some Husker hoops. The Huskers get back on the board against Michigan State. Snap a two-game skid with a 77-70 win. Uh, two-game skid on the season. An 11-game losing streak to Michigan State that had been since late January of 2016 since Nebraska had taken down Tom Izzo's team. Strick, we can talk about anything that stood out to you about the box score, but the biggest thing being there in the arena last night watching this game, the poise. That's the Nebraska team that I thought we were going to see, a team that never let Michigan State get on a run bigger than 7 nothing. that always had an answer for what Michigan State wanted to throw out there, that found a matchup that worked and went after it. Against Creighton and against Minnesota, Strick, Nebraska looked lost. It looked confused far too often, and I didn't expect that from a veteran team. This was a one of the best basketball games I've witnessed in person, not just as a Nebraska fan and because Nebraska won, but it was two veteran teams trading punches, no lead bigger than seven either way throughout the game. Um, every time Pinnacle Bank Arena would get back into the game, Michigan State would hit a shot to quiet the crowd. It was a close game. It was a tightly contested game. And it played out the way I think Nebraska wants its games to. Nebraska shot better, which helps. But Nebraska never panicked. They never let Michigan State have a big snowball run. And that that feeling, that vibe, that that sense of calm yet energetic, you know, play on both ends of the court. That's what I expected out of a veteran Nebraska team that we finally saw last night. Yeah, it looked like uh, uh, the two instances uh, before I addressed the box score thing, because I think you can take some some uh, lessons out of that. Uh, one of the things I want to look at is this. It, it, when you're at home for the stretches that Nebraska was at home, there's a lot of comfort, right? You get real comfortable. You didn't really have to go out of the region too far. Mm-hmm. And there's there's things at times when coaches are sharing things with you, they're telling things about the way that you're playing or, or things that you're missing or things that you need to do better. There's a sense of you start smelling yourself, even though you're not that, but you kind of can get into that mode. Now let's be honest about it. I don't know what's going on with Michigan state right now. Like it, it is crazy. This team is a, was a deep run NCAA team still have both their, their same guards back. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what's going on with this team, but it doesn't discount what you just said is the mental edge that they had over Nebraska in that the long stretch of years that they've continuously dominated had a tough one last year. I thought Nebraska should have beat them last year. Maybe this same team with a lot of its players returning uh, with the additions of some felt a little bit more confident about the way that they played them started to now listen because now you take two bad L's. Mm-hmm. that you should not one you shouldn't have lost in minnesota and then one you just kind of laid down against creighton and all of a sudden now you got a tough michigan state team that comes in i think they're still on schedule for that stretch that we talked about mm-hmm. they they i think if you go down and get k-state i think you're still on schedule I, i'm i'm not disappointed about the minnesota loss ultimately if you can rebound and take care of home i've always said taking care of home is important now i want to just address how this game played out, like you said. The game played out the way it played out because of the numbers. The numbers tell the story. Everything across the board in this game, Austin, was equal. Mm-hmm. It was it was the same. Rebounds were the same. Dang, their assists were the same on both teams. 16 for Nebraska, 14 
uh, for them. Five steals apiece for both of them. Four blocks for Nebraska. Nine turnovers for both of them. Points, uh, uh, fouls even. I mean, cross the board. Shooting percentage, guess where the difference is? Nebraska did a better job of just not letting threes fly, doing a little bit more of attacking. The screening that I talked to you about, you saw the cutting, the finding the guys, understanding the way that they're guarding you, and then when they're cutting, you're knowing where those windows are. You saw in the first half when Tamanaga kind of ran off of one of those, those uh, round screens, found himself open, got fed, made the layup. Uh, but then you have C.J. Welcher banking threes. Those are those are <laughs> nights when you're just like, you know what, uh, we good. We mm-hmm. good tonight. So shooting 54% from two to 43%. Threes are pretty equal, 47 for uh, for Michigan State and 43. And both of them shoot over 80% from the free throw line. That's the difference in a seven-point win in mm-hmm. this particular game because you rebound the same two. So everything being equal – What's going to differentiate you in a specific game to help you to pull it out? That's a quality win because of the numbers and because they did just a little bit more than what Michigan State did in order to pull out a seven-point win. And I think it's a win that's going to appreciate in value. Right now, it's only a quad three win because Michigan State's four and five, um, and it was at home. But I think that's a win that gets up to at least very high quad two if not quadrant one by the end of the year, again, rated by the the NCAA's net ranking. So I think you've got Michigan State at a good time. You took care of business while they were down, and then they'll get better, and that win will look better through really nothing you did, but just through Michigan State getting better. A a quick look at the box score here, Strick. For Michigan State, Tyson Walker had a great second half, but Nebraska limited him in the first half. Right. (laughs) Again, only two points uh, for a while. I mean, Mm -hmm. a long stretch of like a couple points. Man, because that's what he do. He heats up somehow. Second half, you got to watch him. He, go he had that 6-0 run. Nebraska was up uh, 60-57. He hits those two threes back-to-back. Uh, one of them, Juwan Gary just didn't get a hand up, went under a screen on a career 42% three-point shooter. And then he, he cooked for the next one to give Michigan State the lead. That's where some of that poise kicks in, is that it's like, okay, Nebraska's fought, but hey, the guard's taking over. That's that. It didn't happen. Hogard was good. Malik Hall... Had a, a great night, 22 on 7 to 14. And that goes to what I think I'm saying about Michigan State still finding itself. Tom Izzo used the word disappointed or disappointing four times in his opening statement. They didn't get much out of their centers. And I'll get to the Nebraska reason for that in a sec. Sissoko didn't make the difference I thought he was going to. Cooper wasn't very good. So Michigan State was playing either Cohen Carr or Malik Hall at the five. Now, yeah. Malik yeah. Hall went at rink mast, hit some tough buckets over rink mast. But on the other end there, Strick, Rinkmast did what he had to do. He drew either Cooper or Sissoko away from the basket. You mentioned those those backdoor passes to uh, Williams and Gary on back-to-back possessions that were really nice. Um, maybe not his best scoring night, but had a couple really timely buckets by going into Malik Hall, right? Michigan State tried to get small and spread the floor. Nebraska was okay with going big, letting Rinkmast be the one big on the floor against Malik Hall and just going two for two there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what's what's dope about it is Rick Mass is your leading assist guy as well as dominated the rebounding mm-hmm. numbers for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doubled up anybody on, on their team. I mean, Hall was the only one close to double digits at seven. But Rick Mass going and getting 14 big ones uh, for the team didn't really require much. But good gosh, the assist numbers. It's looking like a Derek Walker, uh, a, a, a mm-hmm. different version, but maybe a better version in some instances of Derek Walker 
uh, especially with the ability to pass. And and people were wondering, was that going to be lost? But we're seeing that he's still doing a wonderful job in, the, in, in distributing the ball from that position as a forward power, a forward center. Uh, he is. I think is a really good response from him to the last couple games where he didn't play his best, yeah. came out, had a great day. Um, Kese Tominaga forced a couple shots, but I thought overall it looked like old Kese hit a couple really tough ones that Michigan State just couldn't do anything about, like when he was cooking at the end of last year. You have the, the banked-in three from Wiltshire, the miracle three from Sam Hoiberg. Um, you know, yeah. there after that, that tipped pass, and that's like you were saying, how you know it's your night. But Strick Bach asked me about this. I, I'll give you my answer to this, and I want yours as well. Bryce Williams. Bach was noting the disparity in his scoring uh, the last, you know, four halves of basketball. 17 in the first half against Minnesota, just one in the second half. A scoreless first half for Bryce Williams before he turns it on for 14 points in the second half, including some free throws down the stretch. Bach was saying that he might want some more consistency out of Bryce Williams, you know, kind of balance it out. But what I said, Strick, was it felt like there was a difference between why Bryce Williams had two wildly different halves against Minnesota and two wildly different halves against Michigan State. He was on a burner the first half against Minnesota, and then he forced. He pressed. He got in his own head. Whereas the first half against Michigan State, Nebraska found offense other places. They weren't looking for him. He didn't get those looks. And then in the second half, Nebraska needed Bryce Williams to step up. They screened him open. He took over at the free throw line, hit that big three to give Nebraska the lead for the last time. So yes, even though there is that big difference in scoring, I felt so much better about Bryce Williams after Michigan State than I did against Minnesota. Yeah, and, and I just all I can do is agree with you. I'll agree with you on that. But I, I just want to say I love the quality of minutes, the efficiencies of minutes. I love what Jawan Gary and his aggressiveness. And again, I think him getting out in the open court and taking advantage of, of steals and and push opportunities where I think they need to do more of that, really just kind of pushing that ball up and just allowing them to be able to use their physicality and creativity. You saw the good body work on the Euro step with the with the George Gervin finger <laughs> roll, um, you know, one of those type of plays that he made, which shows that he has great capability in doing that. And I think they need to continue to do more of that. Um, run with opportunity and and do more attacking to run and not settling for threes. And this is why I think you're, if you can get your your 2% numbers where Nebraska's at at 50% on 27 for 54, you're going to put yourself in a lot of games. It's going to minimize bad shots on threes and then bad night shooting threes where it can still keep you in the game. And with your defense and with rebounding, you'll have still opportunities to win games. A great response to a two-game losing streak by Nebraska. They win at 77-70. to They go three and a half minutes without scoring to end the first half, but are only down three. Michigan State, no field goals in the last three minutes. That basically balances out there. Great response from Fred Hoiberg and his team. Their next game will be Sunday afternoon down in the Little Apple. Nebraska going down to Kansas State. I'll be down there for coverage. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Orman for some, some live videos, some pictures, and the usual game feed uh, from Manhattan. So just give me a follow by Sunday. I'd really appreciate it. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Austin Norman. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up hour one of On the Block in just a moment.